Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Andy has joined the Catholic priesthood. Uh. Trix was the first fruit-flavored cereal. Oh, nice. That's a fruit? Ni- 1960 that came out. I'm shaped like I fruit learned. when it first came out. <laughs> what kind of fruit is sugar? <laughs> then they stopped. Well, that's it. They stopped shaping it like fruit and everything. Crazy. Did they, they didn't shape it like fruit. It was, when it first came out, it was shaped like fruit. Really? Yep. Oh, did your book miss that part? Oh, I think actually I would have missed that part. There's a lot of information like in there. I didn't then think they, they had the, the presses back then to do that. You sure that wasn't something they like attempted in the 70s? Tricks was fruit-shaped. All right. I'll, I'll believe you for now. Maybe it, maybe they did. They started not fruit-shaped, then became fruit-shaped, then are not fruit-shaped again. That's, that's what I think probably but happened. They were at one time fruit-shaped. Because they came out in the 60s, like 1960. I wonder what Wikipedia has yeah, to say I, about that. I remember that. them. Well, let's look it up. <laughs> All right. And until then, hi, welcome to Geek Shock. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Andy. And I, oh, no. Okay, never mind. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, exciting. Nah, and we're fine. here to talk week in geek. Gentlemen, so good to see ya. Yeah. Good to be <laughs> seen to all our viewers out there. Here. Well, we're going to talk about some movies that came out recently that what? we've been what teasing and talking about. We're huh? going to talk about Pitch Perfect 2. Oh, good. Oh, and, good. Excellent. No, and we're not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, what's this I saw it. business? It's good. All right. I heard, right. I heard uh, season. You're married. So I've Dude, got, no, I've, but I mean, that's my friend Kay wrote that thing. It's a good, it's a good oh, movie. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm Kay. It's well, really good. I have your answer, Paul. Yo. All right, so tricks. They were originally spherical cereal pieces, but in 1991 were changed to puffed fruit-shaped pieces. In 2007, they reverted back to their original shape in the United States. So you're remembering 1991 as your childhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. 1992 was the best year of my life. <laughs> life began in 92. Uh, seriously, for me, everything is pre-92 and post-92. I was going to say. 92 is like mm. the shining gold. And I, I post still to this day, like, like if stuff came out in 92 <laughs> or if it was a game from 92, I'm like, I'm going to buy that because I'm sure it was awesome because everything in 92 was awesome. It's a for good me, thing. 92 was the zenith of culture. Wow. It is a good thing your wife doesn't listen to this show because you're just like, 92 was the best year of my life. <laughs> she knows it. She knows. <laughs> Jeff, what was your 92? Uh, well, that's year I graduated high school. No, no. I don't want to know about that year. I want to know what your personal 92 is. Your zenith oh, what, year. My zenith your, year? Your, your culture, your formative year. God, that's a tough one. Where culture came together for you. All right, Andy? Yeah, I don't know. Was that 52? Yeah. Uh, No. uh, (laughs) 52 AD? (laughs) (laughs) That was when the Pteranodons beat beat the Golden State Pterodactyls for the championship rock. (laughs) Why, they wanted that rock so bad. But not as bad as the pterodactyls. Oh no, they they played like they wanted that rock. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I've actually got a uh, a pressed wax recording <laughs> from the game. Let's uh, let me give it a spin here. Him have ball. Him not throw ball. Ball. Ball is is go- ball is where it should be. Ball is where it should be. Crumb Wild goes. Crumb Wild. Oh. Loser team is eaten. Wow. wow that's wow, a, that was, that's those memories. were some, some heady days. That's impressive. 
you sure it was a wax recording? It wasn't recorded on clay pots and clay <laughs> okay. No, no, this oh. was this that was cutting edge technology in those days. I think it might have been from a time traveler, <laughs> an HG Wells steampunkian type. I would say eighty one was pretty good and uh ninety one was pretty good, but I would say right now. 2015 kind of rocks. Wow. Good, oh. good for you. Oh. There's a man living in the present. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing on the show? <laughs> Kirsten, what's your formative you, year? You know what? I, I don't know. I don't know because uh, 79 is when uh, my family left the country and we were living overseas. And that, <laughs> so. And then um, <clears throat> 85 is when, or 86, I should say is my first year, my sophomore year in college and acting class, which was very, very important to me. Uh And 93 is when I came here to Vegas. Formative. I don't know if I'm going to say it was great year (laughs) or or great omen, but uh, definitely formative. So, So Well, you're still here. Yeah, that's true. That is true. How about you, Torgo? Crossover 82, 83. Okay. Definitely. It's actually a really great question. You you could... You could just go right through a whole uh, any talk show with that. That's a leading question right there. Boom. Yeah. But yeah. was your favorite yeah. year? There you go. Yeah. That's uh, there you go. That'll be our talk show format. It'll be titled <laughs> "Your Favorite Year." Mm-hmm. Not the, not the musical. No. No. The Is there uh, a musical. I know. I know the, I know the film. I love the film. <laughs> we talked about this before. That's hard. You can't get it anymore. You can't get it anymore. It's not available on DVD. Oh, the movie. Yeah. All right. Let's get a couple emails. Ooh, emails. Real quick. Fan mail from some flounder. <laughs> yes. Before we start talking about those awesome movies. Uh, so first one's from Cthulhu Collector. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got to get them all. And this one, uh, probably the only one that can answer this one is Jeff. All right. Because oh. he's the only one that seems to know this one. Oh. All right. Uh, here we go. So now that the first season of Flash is over. What did you guys think of CW's The Flash TV series? They seemed to pull out all the stops, covered things in the first season that I would have expected to drawn out over several seasons. Captain Cold, Heat Wave, Grodd, Reverse Flash, and most importantly, by the end of the season, all the main cast knows he's The Flash, even people from the Arrow. You can also... Oh, and then there's a second part. So what's your impression there, Jeff? Uh, Unless yeah, somebody else I, has watched The Flash. Yeah, no. Nope. Uh, okay, I'm the only one, apparently. You're the only one? Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was also surprised that... They got all of that into the first season as well. Um, yeah, just amazing the number of characters that were introduced and introduced well. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, they just half-assed. And then you also got, like, several episodes where some, what you would normally consider, like, minor characters, like Captain Cold and some of these, you know, the other villains kept reappearing, too. So it wasn't like they were just there and done and that you never see them again because it's like oh well this villain's defeated and now off to the you know on to the next one but uh yeah that whole uh that whole first season i thought was really really good how would you compare it say to the first season of arrow um honestly i think i like this better than the first season arrow and i really liked first season arrow so um i right now i'm putting that above first season arrow but yeah character is i mean grant gustin i believe is his name that plays uh barry allen slash the flash and he does a fantastic job of capturing the essence of that character all right he's smart alecky but still vulnerable and you know wanting to you know do the right thing all the time you know mr there you go one out of five geek shockers approved the the list of people on my facebook feed who are just pissed off and now they've seen daredevil pissed off that they had to watch errol (laughs) 
is getting longer. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Arrow's garbage comparatively. It, it does. It makes you angry. Once you watch, because uh, you're like, okay, Arrow. Oh, okay. And then you watch Daredevil, and then you go, what the fuck, Arrow? <laughs> what the actual fuck? And, uh, man, well, I heard fools talking about what he called again today, Smallville. I was like, no. That's also the difference between broadcast television and, you know, essentially what is a cable miniseries. It's the difference between Marvel and DC. Quality and No, that's that's not it. You have two different, like... the aesthetics aren't that vastly different. Well, it's not just aesthetics; it's format, Paul. Yeah, you can't I mean, really. Daredevil is you, you really is a thirteen-hour movie, and yeah. boy, do they play that. There's to the no max. reason they can't do that with. Yeah, they can. Yeah, because Why? Arrow's not. De- Arrow can't be binged watched until after the fact. I think the fact that Daredevil is something you can sit down and watch several episodes at a time and finish it off in less than a week makes a huge amount of difference in terms of what they're doing with their writing. You can't write Arrow the way you... You can't do Daredevil one episode a week for 13 weeks. And you also I, can't are you saying there's that. too many subtleties that'll get missed if you wait in between that long? I or? think the, the flow, the flow of the storytelling, um, they really had an ad- attitude of this is part one, this is part two, this is part three. You know, These are segments rather than individual episodes. Arrow, you have to do your episodes. Even if you make it lean, linear, even if you connect stuff, you have to do an episode at a time. And I think that makes all the difference. And writing-wise, you don't have to write commercial breaks into your you do, Well, yeah, the structure script. there. Also, yeah, that structure is vastly different. When you, on, I think, I, I don't know how this Daredevil was written, but I suspect that there was a lot more time where they, they wrote it all the way through before filming Whereas, you know, with TV, you're writing one episode at a time, and you're just yeah. going off of what you wrote last week. And some days in filming on, you know, an episodic television, you're turning in the script, you know, or revisions of the script day of, where this, Daredevil felt like, you're, like what you said, everything was finalized before they even started shooting. Yeah, so. now, I do agree, Paul, that I, I think that the writing was superior. I think it is right. exemplary, but I think the format, had a lot to do with allowing them to be that way. Okay. I, hon- I honestly do. If Marvel I, had I chosen still... to put that on network television, like on ABC, I don't think it would be the same show. I don't show. think it would have been made that way, yeah. It would not have been the same show at all. Well, but DC needs to get <clears throat> their dumb butt oh, together. They, but they, they, need, they, need, they need to stars it. They need to Netflix it. They need their own, their own scenario like that and stop doing this. Seed. I mean, well, you know what? Then again... I mean, these uh, Arrow and Flash are successful. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they have to do that to financially save themselves. You're right. It'd be it'd be nice if they creatively did something like that, like Constantine. You know, Vertigo stuff. Wouldn't it be cool if uh, HBO or someone picked up Sandman? Holy right. shit! You know, something like that. Something that was originally made for mature audiences. Yeah. Right. Right. Treated as such. Uh, and also, I want to give uh, credit where credit's due. I finished the whole arc as it currently stands for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ah, uh-huh. So good that and last season. by the end of it, fully on board. Uh-huh. It's, by the time they hit that third arc, it's incredible. They, they found their footing, and they are running with it. And... They're already setting up some stuff for Civil War 
it's so it's you can see everything rolling underneath. Nice. I'm looking forward and to that popping out on my Netflix and watching them subtly at first and now kind of overtly change X Men to Inhumans, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that the mutants are now called Inhumans and now yeah. they can do push aside, let Fox do their thing. That's and hilarious. Yeah, it's it's wild to watch that in action. But kudos hands down characterization is great writing is great the twists and turns are fantastic and it feels authentic to the marvel universe some of those plot twists just totally caught me off guard too i mean like you just didn't see them coming at all now is this this is the third season that you guys it's actually the second part of season two yeah the second okay that's why season two hasn't come out yet on dvd or yeah it's yeah it's just i'm with andy i'm waiting for netflix yeah they they put the second half of the season back, they pushed it back quite a bit. So when it did finally start rolling, it rolled very well. But yeah, it just, it was that, it was kind of an extended winter break. Was it uh, any kind of timing for Avengers 2 or anything like that? Uh, or any other a, a little movie? bit of it was, yeah. The, uh, the episode that came out the week of the release for Avengers was directly tied into All right. uh, that movie. So I think that might have been part of it. They tried to time it up to the release. They did it a lot better than the first season this yeah. time. And there is a second request from Cthulhu Collector, but since that's for Mamra, I'm going to save that for a Mamra Ooh, episode. All right. But that is coming, Cthulhu Collector. And I think that's a fantastic idea. It's happening. Well, right. I'm, glad he, I'm glad he likes The Flash. I mean, that it really is a good series. In fact, that season finale just about broke me. It, Tugs at your heartstrings in, in all different in ways. Searching oh. the, in searching the news, it, it, that was oh. buzzing the internet. I mean, there, yeah, it was. There's it a was. couple of points in there that things happen that just totally. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I, I think I even said, "What the fuck?" out loud because I totally didn't see. You know, there was just no anticipating things happening, and I'm trying to to skirt around for the since those of you that have not seen it out there or in this very room. Yep. I don't want to spoil it for you, but definitely watch it. Jeff, I'm going to turn the pace now. I'm going to ask you to pull up that picture I okay. asked you to set yep. up. I got it right uh, here. Because Scully uh, yes. sent in a little God something. God bless him. Uh, gentleman and Paul. <laughs> oh! He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's in his own category. So, for giggles and shits, when I'm bored at work, I do Google internet searches on very specific weird things to see what Google comes back with. Usually it's nowhere near the mark. For instance, uh, severed cookie monster penis turns up everything but the severed penis of Jim Henson's beloved cookie monster. However, today's search was Mamra spreads peanut butter on his taint, and lo and behold. Oh, no! <laughs> Please describe, Paul, <laughs> if you will, the picture. We, we try to keep it's the pic- a picture of Mumra putting peanut butter on his taint so Marmut can lick it off. Wow, <laughs> you're putting that up, wow. right? Wow, talk about thirty. You're sharing the shit out of that. Um, we can't. It's it's not safe for work. So, so what? Um, we will give we you the are? search the search string. But, as far uh, as what we like put up on the Facebook post and so on, uh, I wouldn't necessarily put it up on Facebook. We'll, right, but, we'll link it, but no, we're, we can't. We can't put it up. Yeah, put the, a link. Oh yeah, that's I'll amazing. Link, yeah. Every, everyone knows how to find it now. So yeah, of course, if you want true. Google to remember that Mom Russ spreads peanut butter on You can't see that tank. shit. <laughs> yep. You cannot unsee this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. So, Scully. Wow. Thank you, Scully, for sharing that evil. Thank you, Scully. Mm. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Wait, we uh, promised we would talk about 
two particular movies. We waited for Commander K Thank to be able to so join much. us. Of oh, course, yeah. now Matt Wait. has evicted yeah. himself. Maple Leaf. Yeah. You. So you. He's floating put, in the put, wind. Put the giant spoiler flag up right now. Uh, we are going to put up the giant spoiler flag, especially for Avengers 2. We're going to be a little less spoilerific when it comes to Fury Road, Mad Max, uh, just because it is still a little new. And because I haven't seen it yet. And because Jeff hasn't seen it. <laughs> oh, Jeff. I'm so. the I'm the, the, the lone holdout on that. And not Jeff. He's the tour guy this week. Yeah, I, I, I was intending to. The next day. Go see it in 3D. I'm going to see it in 3D, absolutely. I'm going to go yeah. see it I've already seen it twice. It's so fucking Pussies. good. Pussies. It's so fucking good. I can't wait to see it again. Gentlemen, let's have an open discussion about Avengers 2. Age of Ultron. Age yes. of Ultron. Yeah. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Absolutely. First thing, I already mentioned this uh, briefly on the uh, last time I spoke on it, but I really like how both movies, Avengers and Days of Future Past, the X-Men movie, made Quicksilver kind of a cool character. You know, in the comics, he's a real, uh, he's a real jerk. There's, there isn't a whole lot to like about him. And in both of these, the the depiction of Quicksilver is a lot of fun and really cool. And I really did. I really just liked how they did that. I was also wondering how they were, you know, how they were going to do it. Yeah, they 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 almost made him unlikable in the movie as well. Uh, just just he's kind of a jerk when you see him the first few times. Well, nowhere near where he's but but yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I was going to say also, nowhere near is in the and comic. And he's also explained. And in the comic he's right. introduced straight out as a villain. So I mean it's better than that. There is least. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that actually they follow with the comic uh following even though uh he was originally uh uh with uh, Magneto, he and Wanda were with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. But it it just yeah I just enjoyed the depiction of them of them both I I really did enjoy it I like it I like it a lot it it's very very cool just that how that was handled and uh, of course I'm a big Vision fan so Paul Bettany as um, as Vision you know I was wondering how they were gonna do it what they were gonna do with it so and the tie-in with the uh, Infinity Stones. You saw that post with the uh, about um, Bettany being told that he's never going to work in his town again. That was hilarious. That was that funny. That was hilarious. Yeah. That was also weird that that it, like his career's over. It was a, Did you hear about uh, this Torgo? Uh, I haven't so and also fill in the okay. people listening. Um Bettany uh literally, he says literally, he had just finished a meeting with a Hollywood producer who had told him, "You're never going to work again. You're done." Whatever it was, he didn't explain why. Okay. There was no why or wherefore, but it's just like nobody's wanting you, nobody's needing you. And it was interesting as coming from a producer. It's not even like a come to Jesus with his agent or something. But he said he literally came out of the office, sat on the curb, head in his hands, and he was like, huh. And his cell phone rang, and it was Whedon, and he was offering him vision. And he said it was a great moment. He turned around, gave the building the finger, yeah. and uh, <laughs> that was pretty. So, funny. and it's just—it's weird to think of him never working again. I don't know why he would never work again. Wasn't he Silver Surfer as well? No, 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 it wasn't him. No, that was. But he's been doing Fishburne. the Jarvis voice. Well, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Doing the Jarvis. And I went, voice. when I read that, how I went, do you do that many? Pieces and somebody has the temerity to tell you you're never gonna work. Producers say shit like that all. Producers are awful, awful people. I went back and IMDb'd him after that, and I remember, and I'd completely forgotten that he's in First Night as Jeffrey Chaucer. We have seen the Vision's dick already. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, thank you. Thanks, uh, thanks for going there. Okay, <laughs> this is already a taintful episode. Oh yeah, I, I always remember him from uh, the uh, from first night with his dick, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> God. Beautiful mind, mastering commander code is what I was gonna say. Ah, yeah, the albino. Totally yeah, the albino. Is he the guy that uh, cranks the thing on himself? <laughs> I think I think so. Yes. Wow. Right. He's got the he's got the uh, the self mutilating oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, leg yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, Interesting yeah. side note. Uh, what is that K. thing called? I the, the crank yourself thing. In, in they call it the Mattingly. No, I know it has a name. Albino crank thyself. Albino crank thyself. In Master and Commander, when they have the oh, scene yeah, with right. the entire uh, you know leadership of the boat sitting with, at the captain's table yeah. and they're having dinner. And he's talking about the two weevils. Uh, weevils? Two weevils. Weevils like wobble, little, but they don't fall down. <laughs> which, you know, it becomes a whole joke if you've seen the movie. Oh, yes. Uh, Paul Bettany weevils. is sitting across the table from, and I totally forget his name, but the other gentleman that he's right across the table from is the guy that played Jarvis in uh, the Agent Carter, Marvel's Agent Carter series. Oh, so you I remember have, reading about that, yeah. So you have the Bettany uh, Jarvis and the other Jarvis right across from each other. It's so funny. Weird connections. Yeah. I also didn't know um, Wanda and Pietro played husband and wife in Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The U.S. Godzilla. And apparently is... they, they tried to do a little touchy-touchy stuff in the movie to right. kind of hint at the incestuous uh Jeez, I can't imagine that, that getting suppressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's that's always been... Very lightly handled, even in the comics, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's never been overtly like, hey, boning! The Ultimates, they hint real heavy, but okay. yeah, yeah. But, they, that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. back in the day, it was just kind of like, oh, no, no. they it was, they were just always very protective of each other, yeah, yeah. you know, and, you know, Magneto hid them away all the time. Yeah. They only had each other to... Flowers were, in the attic, like right. like them Witch Mountain kids. But like, those two, <laughs> those two kids will probably end up dating. Like what else are the kids going to do? They were like 11 or 12. Dude, what are, they're going to date eventually. <laughs> what else are they going to do? How, are you going to date somebody else and make shit float with their mind? No. They they, they got onto the spaceship with all the other people on the planet, didn't well, they? They're aliens. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they do. They're Maybe still. they have foul, blasphemous rites of passage. <laughs> spoiler, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. On, on this which mountain from, ends with a spaceship, from, guys? From 1972, yeah, I think. Yeah, we spoiled yeah. which mountain. <laughs> Kim Richards. That's the name of this. That's an early crush of mine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh. Uh, I remember. Uh, She's on Beverly Hills Housewives. Is she? I did not know that shit. Yeah. I'm sad now. Yeah. What's her name? Kim Richards. Okay. Uh, she What's was a she shit? was a what? Disney Disney Charles. Uh, child. Disney child. Disney She was a Disney uh, child. child. Oh, God. <laughs> child star. I watch her on a Disney channel. Oh. I watch her on XD. Oh, my God. XD have extra dick. Oh, oh so good. Oh, <laughs> keep watching. Oh, Man. I love watching. Just... What's her name again? Kim Richards. Oh, Kim Richards. Oh, <laughs> people watch XD. Oh, you know, man. you could have not said the name and left her memory clean, but no. Nope. I have so much yeah. XD. Sorry, oh, sorry, okay, Kim. Lots of XD for Kim Richards. Kim Richards. All right. She's got like five kids. Oh no! Her da- oh, the her daughter had a marriage. They just recently posted a picture, and people like Paris Hilton are attending the the marriage. It's like oh, the whole She's Hollywood royalty. Yeah. Well, you don't. You don't. You're not the witch mountain girl, and you're not. <laughs> and, you know, that's some shit right there. I know. I love that 
Uh, I just, uh, well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Avengers. Avengers, yes. Yeah. Getting... No, I was going to start going <laughs> off Escape on from... psychic phenomenon in that whole '70s business and Escape from right, Avengers it Mountain. Was definitely yeah. of its time. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I still, I'm with you, man. I still try and watch that shit. I'm watching all the UFO stuff on the Netflix and the Hulu's and all that. I'm loving it. No. Yeah. It's uh, most of it's terrible. Yeah. There's not many good no, UFO no. things. The UFO files is pretty good. Unsealed UFO files. That's pretty. Good. I've said that before. Yeah. Do they re- yeah, recreations with grays? Barely. Huh? Recreations with grays? It's so silly. No. Yeah. Recreations uh, with grays. That's what, man, when I started watching Grey's Anatomy, I was pissed. Oh, <laughs> man. Damn. Like, yeah, where's the vivisection? I was like, what's going where's on Where's the smoking where's alien? The, where's the How many second eyelid? you get in waiting for the aliens? Uh, I, about 18 seasons. Wow, when did the Adonis come? <laughs> yeah. When does this happen? What about the lizard people? What about the reptilians? <laughs> oh, Lord, if I'm abducted, don't let it be the grays. <laughs> Yeah, me yeah, thinks you haven't me, watched. You haven't watched. Uh, uh, are you listening to Art Bell in a while, huh? No. Oh, they play that every now and then. It's like some song about old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I I listen. Well, it's not Art Bell anymore. It's George Dummer and Shit Nori. Um, sometimes it's George Knapp. Well, yeah. <laughs> dude, Oops. George Ooh, that's Nor- a win. George yeah. Nori. Burn. Oh, he's so bad. He's so patently awful as an interviewer, as a human. He's just really <laughs> fail city. He just says the Ouch. dumbest shit. The dumbest shit just comes trapping. I mean, he has he has guests that are like wee wee mm-hmm. way out there. He makes them look like rocket scientists. He <laughs> well, is maybe just, that's his goal. I mean, ma- there's there's something to that somewhat as far as putting them to ease, but he's just not sharp. But he, the he, man is made of nothing but willing suspension of disbelief. That's exactly <laughs> it. He is he is exactly he is walking suspension of disbelief. Maybe everything's a, an illusion, huh? What do you think about that? All right, we'll be back after the break. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Invest you know, in gold. And, and, you know, <laughs> that's when you hear about those ghosts. Those ghosts that come and then, then they scare you so bad, you don't even want to look for them anymore. Maybe that's their. <laughs> maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe that's their plan. We'll wow. be back after this It's break. weird that you're saying that. There is a ghost behind you. Oh! <laughs> it's, that's funny because he Thanks, actually Jeff. just kind of makes sense. You know? Maybe they are trying to scare you into not looking for them anymore. There you go. It's kind of spooky. So, anyways, so Avengers. Avengers. I mean, I love listening to the show. Don't get me wrong, but he's he's just not bright. Yeah, that George Snorri. George Snorri. You know who is bright though? Mm. Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. Smart oh, man. for fuck's sakes! Talk about the movie. What? Was, was, oh, all right. So I loved it. Let's begin the spoilers for the Avengers. Okay, we're done. Yay! I loved. I talked about it already. I. I'm, I'm saying, I um, have I have a couple questions, Kirsten. Since oh. you are a big fan of the Vision, correct? Yes, sir. Um, how did you feel the treatment of his origin versus the comics? Oh, I, well, I, I knew that was going to happen. Well, yeah, they, they, um, they, they, they changed a bunch of things, and they willingly changed them because they wanted right. to have it, it be its own universe. I'm just asking your, your opinion you on it. Are you sad they you... didn't retcon Wonder Man back into all this <laughs> yeah. shit? No. I mean, are you <laughs> are you satisfied with it? Or are you Pretty much. Okay. I was wondering what they were going to do. Man, I as forgot about as, the Wonder Man connection. As soon wow. as they started the... Um, it's the, him. He's Wonder Man. The, um, the flesh... <laughs> Stitching doohickey on uh, Hawkeye. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, that's where that's going to come into play. Right. So, and incorporating the vibranium thing mm-hmm. um, and folding that into his what he is and what he does and what he's capable of doing. 
was actually I thought was really cool. I mean, okay. it's kind of funny because vibranium they actually by the way they define it is a lot more useful and has a lot more to stuff you can play with fictionally right. than you know adamantium. Now it's so, man, so that mind rather than created. No. Yeah, and and yeah, it's just it's uh, well that and also the fact it's almost like Reed Richards' unstable molecules because mm-hmm. like you can. You can almost see the logic uh, where Vision's phasing ability is going to come into play. Which was—I like actually showed the phasing ability in the movie, but really it's so quick. Subtly. I, I didn't see it until the second yeah. time. And it's nice; so. they don't—they don't feel like they have to explain. You don't right. have to stop the movie and explain that he can phase. Just this is my repertoire of powers, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that was cool. Yeah. So all of the and you know, I love blasting effects and the way he just uses the the forehead gem. Uh, the way they have him just sort of floating about when he's right. flying. So when he goes and rescues Wanda in that moment, mm-hmm. I have no idea if they're leading to something between dude, them. That's and the exactly next what it was. Or, that, that or, was me. I was like, dude, that's straight up West Coast Avengers right there. It was well, great. I, I loved it. Well, I, I, I want that, dude. I've it's always been a Wanda and Vision fan, but dude, he doesn't do com- anything by accident. Dude, at, out in a comics world environment, there's such an anti. AI is human thing. It's like AI are fine, but don't treat them as human. And there is actually a creator hostility towards Vision and Wanda actually being together. But that's so, what I grew up on. Man. I know, me too. Fuck them, you know. <laughs> Fuck them, dude. No, I man, I, I love it. I, I do. love it. I do. That and, was one and of that's my what favorite moments see. of the whole film. It was great. The, and you know, and Lizzie Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen, man, mm-hmm. she did a great job. Uh, the way uh, when he scoops her up, the way she's looking at him as uh, they just take off mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. That was all. That was yep. all just great. Nuanced and subtle. Mm-hmm. Thank now, you. I, I know a lot of people were complaining about the, you know, the Ultron origin in this based on I still know, hate what's his established. Lips. Hate his lips. Yep. Yeah. That didn't bother me because when you see close up, there's a lot of tiny little metal plates that would, you know, move oh, in they, that kind they, of. They justified yeah. it. They justified it. I just. I want his screaming hate mouth. There, there was so, there was so many cool. I didn't know mouth. how many cool models of Ultron there are out there until I started Googling images. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of cool models out there that I'm like, I kind of wish they had gone with that. I don't. I it have mixed saved feelings so about much that. Money if they'd gone with that open gaping horror mouth, I don't. Well, but they have that on the the drones that his drones. Yeah, they well, yeah. the so. drones you saw a number of salutes to previous yes. right. to previous incarnations, and you get that the last confrontation between him and Vision is very much reminiscent of that type of Ultron. But I like that Ultron. I do too. I think a part of the whole make his mouth move is the connection to Spader. Yeah, you know, you kind of yeah. have to pay a certain level of. Uh, deference to the actor, and it's like, and also with the, the mo-cap suits that they did with yeah, him. the yeah. suits, the suits go. Yeah. Oh, I can really see how you captured Spader in that robot. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I can really feel him coming but, through with those lips. But just like those the, are uh, great lo- robo lips. Those are like Optimus Prime. Everybody loves him. But Fucking I mean, Optimus I, Prime's lips. Put his shield <laughs> on again. Put his shield face on. Save yourself some money and have some artistic integrity. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, hey, I I felt like Ultron's origin in this this universe that they've established for the cinematic universe was absolutely appropriate. Yeah. Because I mean, Stark and Banner, you know, created Stark him. Stark and Banner. <laughs> Stark and Banner <laughs> go together like a ripe banana. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hey, I, I couldn't See, go I thought you were going to say Thor and his hammer. Tree and eat some delicious fruit with potassium. Me. 
See, I thought you were going to say Thor and his hammer. <laughs> That's oh, Thor and hammer. I should have Thor and his Dark and banner. Stark and banner. Closer than Thor and his hammer. Wow. This you can't. No, this I tell you, brother. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. Yeah, it's yeah, just the same song. song. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying but, to figure I mean, it out. Just, yeah. The absolute hate that I was reading on the internet after seeing the, the, the movie about people's days. Like, you've got Ant-Man coming up. Why, is it, why isn't Hank Pym the creator? Blah, blah, blah. And just going on and on and on. I'm like... Ancient Miles Universe, man. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, its own thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I... And they, they, and they ran with it in, in a great direction in terms yeah. of uh, the, the whole father-son hating. Right. You know, which is actually part of the Ultron Hank Pym thing in the comics. We're right. actually back to the so, Frankenstein thing again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, so, I'm, and I'm the first of it. I'm not as knowledgeable about that aspect of the Marvel Universe. I'm, I, I, I've read enough to get myself into trouble, but I'm not nearly as knowledgeable about Marvel Universe as I am wait, DC. Jeff, you're pregnant? A little bit from reading. Just a little bit pregnant. Oh, jeez. Just a little. Got to be bit. careful what you read, folks. Yeah. yeah. Jeff's a girl in trouble. <laughs> well, he's in touch with his feminine side. <laughs> um, but not enough to suck dick. <laughs> pisses off, Andy. Man, you know, guys. A couple weeks ago, Andy brought Klondike bars to game night, and uh, during the discussion of eating Klondike bars, somebody actually said, "Lewis Major Meh." For those of you who remember, actually said, "I guess this is in reference to an ad campaign that I'm." What not would familiar. you do for a Klondike right, bar? Right, and and uh, Lewis was like, "Would I kill Andy for a Klondike bar?" And Andy just pipes up, "It'd be easier if you sucked my dick." <laughs> and it was just. Wow. I thought you had a girlfriend now, Andy. I mean, Apparently, yeah. it's now on his mind all the time. It'd be easier if you sucked my dick. You know? It certainly beats him killing me. Is this your new catchphrase? <laughs> It'd be easier if you sucked my dick. Well, the 80s Jeff PR firm. That's pretty uh, good. For a Klondike. That's a great fucking catchphrase. Yeah. That it's, goes anywhere, dude. What won't you do for a Klondike bar? Uh, well. Car's almost out of gas. It'd be easier if you suck my dick. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Want to see the tattoo? <laughs> Is that right across well, your I've belly? Got, <laughs> I've got to get some beans for supper. Should we go pinto or kidney? It'd be easier if you suck my dick. <laughs> Andy, my car's got oh, a flat. Can you give me a ride? <laughs> be easier if you be suck my dick. Suck my dick. Welcome to Chipotle. What meat you would you like that? on your burrito? <laughs> It'd be Seriously, easier if you I, suck my dick. Seriously, I got stuck on my Andy, I'm sucking your dick. It'd be easier if you... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, this can't, this can't be any easier. <laughs> can't get, easy, easy. Can't get guess, easier than this. I guess it could be a little bit easier if I didn't... If I wasn't currently in the middle of an outbreak. <laughs> 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 or <ever> shaved. <laughs> It's but other than that, it can't be much easier. <laughs> it's, it's nature's floss. Nature's floss. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> For your fucking windpipe? Because that's where it ends up. You got to that- floss your fucking windpipe. <laughs> Pubes. Nature's windpipe floss. <laughs> I'll give you that. Nature's pipe cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, easier if you suck my dick. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, is that uh <laughs> is that all about the Avengers that we're gonna do? No, I like that's the point that like the like the first movie, they managed to give every character their own uh, moment yeah. in the sun there without 
making uh, a tune from one character to the other. I love the Hawkeye Wanda moment. Yeah, that was great. <coughs> Renner was great in that. One interesting thing, it didn't suck me in as much as the first one, but throughout the second one, I kept flashing to Man of Steel. <laughs> And by the end of it, I realized that I liked Man of Steel better than I thought it did. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. Be, uh, part of that inspired by the uh, Iron Man Hulkbuster scene, oh. and, which was fantastic. Yes. But there's a lot of civilian death in that, without a doubt. And that's why I kind of flashed back to it. And again, not really the fault of the hero. You know, it's it's a mad rampaging Hulk and then going to the other way I flashback to it was in Jeff's argument about uh, Man of Steel on how prevalent the product placement was yeah that scene was jeez every two seconds there was a new which I was never bothered by in it because they were basically buildings that were things were getting thrown into in Man of Steel but in Avengers, I found it a little more egregious because in F- that particular scene, it is horrific with the product placement. You in mean that, the Hulk scene, the Hulkbuster and the Hulk fight. Well, it's not everywhere, but it's not just that. Every, no, every uh, tablet products of Samsung. Yep, Audi's there. That that I can't remember the name of the shirt company, but at least three character, characters are wearing that shirt. Wow, right. I, I, and the one I noticed was a Quicksilver's Adidas, and and of course the most one, the Quicksilver's Adidas, which itself. I realize a joke, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, Quicksilver DZ. And I don't know. That one, because of its Superman, I was able to, or Man of Steel, I was able to forgive because they're basically, yeah, they were well-framed, Sears, IHOP, whatever. But they were also buildings that were being absolutely smashed up that would be in a small town. So I really couldn't fault it as much. But this one, it was like, we use Samsung. We drive Audi. It's it seemed just really really there. I, I still I disagree because I don't think a town as small as Smallville is going to have an IHOP. I just don't. Just having lived in Kansas <laughs> and been to a number of small towns, Smallville, Kansas. I mean, you might you have a Sears, but not a nice Sears like that one because that Sears looked brand new. <laughs> this ain't nice your Sears. this ain't your Smallville. Oh, not a nice Sears. Oh, <laughs> oh! You need to go through some of the small towns in Kansas. Oh they're, no! You've got like I the know. old department stores <laughs> that look like they're really old. Yeah, yeah they've been and, there for a while. And and, and we're having spent a sale no on to... corduroy. I didn't really, I didn't really think about that in terms of product placement. I mean, now that like you mentioned Audi, I'm like, oh yeah, that logo was mm. everywhere. Well, and speaking of Samsung's partnership, uh, they just released where it's coming up. Imagine soon. that. In Korea, a Iron Man edition of the Galaxy S6 Edge. It Saw actually that. looks really cool. Yeah, it does look cool. The, I bet uh, it does. I bet it. It's Hulk busting. The the it's wireless charger that comes with it is the uh, uh, the arc the reactor. Arc reactor. Thank you. I totally awesome. But yeah. But the then I started thinking about it and balancing the two out. And Avengers Two was about a well-oiled machine, a team that understands each other, and that was really prevalent in the saving of the city. Yeah. All right. right. And which you, which was one of the biggest complaints against Man of Steel, but what Man of Steel didn't have is that one foreknowledge. It is a year one story for Superman. Sure. He doesn't know yet how to be a hero. He's just trying his damnedest to not get people killed from this guy's trying to kill everything. But he didn't seem like he was really trying to 
stop the, him from killing the people. I mean, if you look at well, the, may- the original Superman 2, you know, when when Zod is just tearing shit up and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it totally focusing on the citizens and, you know, Superman is like, the people! Yeah. And he's just like, Comments he's, he's practically to break down and cry and then flies off to try to, you know, draw them away. Sure, but the big you difference see- is uh, between those two is that Zod in this movie is a high-end general, has been fighting all of his life. Right. Superman isn't that. This is actually his second fight with a superpower sure. ever. So, but he someone that is his equal. It's, it'd be like me fighting against Mike Tyson. Sure. I can't control that fight. But he did not seem at all preoccupied with well, that trying would go to... go a lot shorter. Is, is it would a, be a lot shorter. Is this in a boxing ring or looks But scrabble? just as much damage. <laughs> I don't know. I just I still don't think in, in Man of Steel, it didn't seem like Kal-El was even at remotely interested in protecting the citizenship. He was so focused. He had such tunnel vision on... Zod and you know attempting hit to stop him that he I don't just think didn't he see everything around him. Time to do it. I don't think he had the opportunity to do it. I think if he'd have taken his eye off the ball, that would have been it for him. Mm, as far a good as that argument. goes. So, but that's what Avengers. Again, really good film. I, I really I, really enjoyed it. Yeah. But unlike the first one, there was many times I was very aware I was watching a movie. Well, I want to go back. It to really your, didn't pull me in. I want to go back to your team thing. Um, you know. Cap, uh, Captain America gets a chance to shine as a leader. He gets to run around to do that a lot, and that's, mm-hmm. that's really where he gets to shine. But also, they build it till they're a perfectly well-oiled machine, and then once they're running perfect, that's when we start, okay, we're retiring. We're slipping out there. They really do a nice job of passing the baton at the end. They did, a, And now we get to see him struggle again in the next movie. They yeah, did really do a good job of setting up Civil War, though. Yeah, they did. The tensions between... I mean, you saw a little bit of that tension in the first Avengers mm-hmm. between Tony and Steve Rogers, but it was really starting to ramp up in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, you know, who do you think you are? You think you're better than the team? Blah, blah, blah. You know, those kind of things. Yeah, it's... Uh, you, another uh, great bit of foreshadowing. The, the scene within... The, it seemed like a throwaway scene, the bit where they're all trying to lift the hammer while they're all at the party. Oh, that was yeah. a great scene. Yeah. And it pays off at the end it's like oh that's why that scene was there oh. yeah smartly done very yeah. smart and there's a lot of smart great things and again i'm not detracting from this film whedon had to juggle so much that's yeah. the thing it's it, just such a, a miraculous achievement it is he really he did not give short shrift to anything and under unbelievable pressure i am sure from the disney well yeah oh, he monsters. talked about that he He's, talked about that yeah and he hasn't even talked about all of it he just talked about a few specific things in was it entertainment weekly i think it was <laughs> and then all the yeah. stupid backlash that drove him off twitter that dummies. was incredible well that according was... to him it didn't drive them off right okay. right he it's, says that he just left i'm busy yeah, i got stuff to do although yeah. i mean he did I make the good yeah. point that you know that for what he was doing with twitter it's he said it's 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 a job. It, yeah, it's, a it's another job. job. How much you got to do with that? You you are involved, Paul, a lot with your feed and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but How, not I mean, anywhere near. But yeah, I can see it being. And you know, he's he. I'm sure he's doing it himself. I mean, I love George Deca, George Decay's feed. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I love George Decay's feed, but um, yeah, he's not doing it himself. Obviously, he's got a team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was, but the hate too was damn all funny. I I didn't know this, but apparently one of the one of the great expressions of Twitter hate is to demand somebody turn on their location. 
Turn on your location so I can fight you. Oh, and God, it's, yeah. It's so goddamn funny. And the it, rage. It, it, is that like just, calling out after school? Yes, is that what that is? Yes, it is. It's like, you know, have the balls to let me know where you are so I can come get you. And Three o'clock out by the jungle gym. <laughs> oh, my God. It is so fucking funny. There was so, some, and everybody choosing icons where their faces are some woman screaming in some kind of rage. It was... It was just, it was absolutely the damn bizarrest, strangest thing. There are and so many people out there. It's not really different than it's ever been. No. But they no. have an easier pathway to vocalization. But people just looking to be offended. They live their life looking for the next thing that upsets them. That's their life. They're, oh, that's, that. I, I find that somehow distasteful or yeah. displeasing. I don't, I don't know what's worse, that or the, like, the trolls that are actually out there intentionally causing right. controversy and just, there are, just to start people there is so many it. It i think no a lot of sense. them jump in on that too just to make it even worse it i mean makes no fucking I, sense I don't me. i i don't under i don't know there's i i listen to a lot of authors a lot of people talking about <clears throat> responding to stuff like this and a lot of them are like when someone's offended you know that's on you to respond to and i'm just i'm not completely there no with way. that it's on board with that if you're if you're offended it's because of your sensibilities yeah some people's Period. offensive meter is set way delicate way sure. yeah. You, yeah you can you can express your displeasure turn the channel but you don't get to squash what offended you you heard about the uh dj i believe it was in england or maybe uh ireland i might have missed this uh he uh there's a bit of a controversy he uh Killed a rabbit on air. Okay, I call that controversial. He had a rabbit and he bashed its head with a uh, what do you call it? A bike pump. Okay, like you do. Sure, yeah. He was basically sickening. He's basically trying to, but he was trying to drive home a point that a lot of these people who claim uh, animal rights, uh, you know, fighting fighting for animal rights, still go home and eat meat. And it's like, look, this rabbit was killed. Humanely, it was a humane. It was he. He got it in one shot. He ended up hitting it two more times just to be sure, but he got it in one shot, which is what he he got the word from uh, some other slaughter place where they kill rabbits with a lead pipe or a, a, a steel thing. Where he he didn't have a steel pipe. He had a steel bike pump. So it's like same thing. Boom, and then uh, they ate the rabbit. So it's you know. Well, in that context, I can't say as much, but that's what I mean. It, but it's a, it's an interesting talking point. It is it's certainly very controversial, but an interesting talking point to be sure. Well, it gets everyone's attention, with no. that. right? But that's another one of those things where you have to really look at it objectively. And yes, it's terrible and cruel and sad, but so is fucking life. Well, I remember um, um, Roger and me, um, the, right? The the lady who the lady kills the killing the rabbit. I wasn't freaking about them killing the rabbit. It's like that's. Oh, what I, I was thinking you were talking about Mac and me. No, no, no. oh god. <laughs> No, Roger and me, yeah. Different documentaries and, entirely. And like, if she hadn't had that, what else would she have had right. in that town? I mean, she was working. Right. And she was killing them more humanely. I mean, it's like, and these people going home and eating hamburgers. It's like, what do you think? The cows die of old age? Right. No. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. No, it's, it is a fine point and an interesting way of, of putting it yeah. in the context. Mm-hmm. It, All it, right, it, so now we've got the dead bunny out there. <laughs> yeah, dead bunny episode. So that's a perfect way to change into yeah. Fury Road. Yes. Talk yeah. about survival. <laughs> oh, Fury Road. Talk about killing All to survive. All the two-headed yeah. lizard activists that were so upset at Max in that opening mm. scene. Uh, just nothing wrong with that movie. Just nothing <laughs> wrong with that movie. Wait, wait, wait. wait. There, there were 
people really upset about the lizard stuff? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Know, lizard right, yeah. snuff. Yeah. <laughs> lizard snuff. It's a lizard snuff film. Goddamn Max and the lizard snuff. I'm sure a lot of those people don't <laughs> to even be fair, he the ate possibility. It. There were yeah, people survival. <laughs> Remember, there were people that upset about Spielberg killing that dinosaur. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about the dog? <laughs> 15 he years later. He had the later. T-Rex eat the dog. What has Spielberg got against dogs? No. Did he never have a dog? <laughs> Damn. Barf. So... Those of us who have seen it, all of us but Jeff, uh, amazing movie. We've already put that forward. Absolutely. Right. Um, but you wanted to speak, Kristen, about something about the critics. Uh, oh, okay. You know what is so funny is uh, I tweeted a mutual friend of ours and like, oh, dude, have you seen Fury Road? You got to see it. We got to go see it. Oh, no, I haven't seen that movie. I'm not in for this remake shit. And that was the response. And I'm like, what are you talking? Dude, it's like another episode of the franchise. It really, and George Miller made it. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> well, there you go. The guy who wrote wow. and directed it, and I got no response. And then on Facebook, with uh, <laughs> we were, I was once again glowing about it, and we had uh, old uh, Big Black, Carl D. Reed, uh, weigh in. Yeah. And he was like, was it as good as the original? Now, right there, interesting sentence. Was it as good as the original? So I responded with, was Mad Max, as, uh, was uh, Road Warrior as good as Mad Max? It was better. Because mm -hmm. Mad Max is the original, sure, not right. Road Warrior. So you're already talking about a love and affection for a sequel, yeah. a love and affection for something that's already in line. Mm -hmm. The person who gave me that whole remake shit, that person actually made me watch Thunderdome. <laughs> so it, 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 the whole thing was mystifying to me. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, just because it's Tom Hardy instead of Mel Gibson, it's like it's it's some abomination nope. or sin against creativity. The best review I've read, and I, I'm sorry, I do apologize to the uh, internet because I, I can't remember who the hell uh, said this. It was somebody I read, I think, on G+. He phrased it perfectly. George Miller waited 30 years to make the next Mad Max movie and it was time well spent. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's and good. it was. I mean, the movie was just an absolute. It was a fucking clinic. It was a, on making it, an action movie. That's exactly it. And it a, will be studied for generations. It will. That is that is one of the great films. Oh my and god! And we were here to see it. And I don't. I mean, some people are recognizing it. Some people right because it is. It is. It is a tour de force of exactly like you said, a clinic. The language of cinema is on blatant strong hardcore display and if you can't understand that then you're just not a movie fan and it is and yeah literally a two-hour car chase i don't think yeah, there's yeah. another i mean even movies like we're there's talking about gumball rally and there's a few <laughs> moments of slow there are a couple moments where you get to breathe yeah and but then that's it's it. right back into right? it right it's the cannonball run of it but is, I'm just saying, yeah, even yeah. though Cannonball Run, there's all these slow pieces in between and pieces where they're not racing. And that movie is just like mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom all the time. Mm -hmm. Charlize was channeling Dom DeLuise for a lot. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, was Captain Chaos. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah when a, Max would like snap, slap her and she'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, Charlize was she's awesome. So good. She she's was so the star good. of the movie. Yeah, Completely. She she's the protagonist. Yeah. Furiosa well, and the Brides are the protagonists. The article mm -hmm. you were reading just before this thing started about the... Yeah, uh, the, it's a miracle. Yeah, you realize this movie is a miracle. <laughs> that, that, that was, that's, it's on io9, folks. Just Google did, that and it'll come up. Did you get the end of it with the five points? Yes. Yeah. One yeah. of the points is, you know, it, it, it obviously didn't have studio execs going around with it because there's so many things that studio execs would not let happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Like 
making Mad Max a sidekick. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Which is true. I mean, he enables their journey. Now, someone in comments points out, if you think about it, Road Warrior and Thunderdome are the same premise. It's always, it's been he comes wandering in and he helps somebody somewhere finally achieve an objective, yeah. which is true. Uh, but but it, nevertheless, it is it is vintage. Well, that and also like Immortan Joe, right? Douchebag dictator type. He uh, he keeps women for his breeding stock and he hoards the water. But at the same time, they never have a oh. I hate puppies, and he kicks a puppy. Or <laughs> no. You never get a gratuitous asshole thing. In fact, if you look at it, he treats his war boys, his followers, he actually kind of treats them well. He gives them hope when he talks about going to Valhalla. Mm -hmm. That one scene with Nux, right before Nux uh, you know, jumps on the, the rig, he's like he's consecrating him. Yeah. You know, for this moment. But then that is the one point where he does reveal his true character. Right. When failure happens and he's just automatically like, well, fuck uh, right, you. You're right. nothing to me. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. That's, the, that's the dick. <clears throat> that is the dick move. And it's simply just like you said. It's not crushing puppies. It's not doing some horrible violent thing. It is showing his abject disdain for the people who love him it's the most. It's integral. Yeah. And it's totally folded into what they're creating there. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of a dick to the, the the people he's pouring a little bit of water on too. But, you know, you, you know that that you know that was it's so it was. So he's not a great guy. No, by no, any means. no. That, but, I mean, that's his but control. Not, that's his not, demonstration of power. But he's power. not overtly like coming out and slicing people's heads off and going, "Whoa, wow, what a bad dude." But, but even there, yeah, it's a, it's a moment that's folded in. He's demonstrating what he has. Mm -hmm. He has water, and he demonstrates the hold over the people. When I say kick the puppy, I literally mean that gratuitous moment of you know just yeah. this is how evil i am well <clears throat> you want to go straight to kicking the puppy and road warrior that actually happens they kill the dog in road warrior yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly i hated that fucking moment in well, that he's movie. learned his lesson and uh that's the thing he's just he's such he knows how to show not tell you know who that actor is by the way the guy who plays more right toe cutter yeah, yeah exactly. original villain from the original mad max right. and you really nailed it with the show don't tell because there are just so many little creative pieces that you blink and you miss them and they tell their own stories mm -hmm. without even mentioning it again it's all just show don't tell even even so when great. they are telling oh look there's a group of people from gas town and there's another group from bullet, bullet farm, farm yeah. all of a sudden you understand the culture yeah. Is going there. I'm assuming a Morton Joe trades water, but actually they never talk about what he what he trades Gastown and Bullet Water and with. food. Yeah. That's what it's Must an be. assumption though, yeah. because yeah. there's never a single moment when it's like Well, he's got the water. He's got the big but tank. There's full never of water. a moment where a tanker of water is being sent yeah, out. Yeah. That's what she's riding. Oh, sure. She's driving him tank of water over to trade for gas. See, and that listen to this sense. conversation. Yep. Oh, sir. There's never a moment when it's said, no. it, you know, Imperator Furiosa, take this water to Gastown and bring us back gas. No. That's what I'm saying. But that's what he's, wow. she's doing. That exactly. And that's that, was her, that was the assumption. Right. But then she ended up having a, sec a second deal. Well, I'm not going to give it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, The CGI on the arm, too, was amazing. I, oh, jeez. I, I just, I mean. I just, well done. Wow. Well done. It was so, the CGI overall, I heard that it was, uh, I read that it was 80% practical effects. And that's the thing. There's an important point that they're, that, they use the CGI well. They use it on that arm. They don't use it on all the stunts. The yeah. stunts are all practical. Well, that's yeah. one of the reasons I want to go see it yeah. is because of the amount of practical versus oh, CG. Oh, it's amazing. They said they it's kept amazing, the CG to Jeff. a minimum. And it's a lot of, it's like the in 
T2 when like Arnold makes that big motorcycle jump and they screen out all the cables and the harness and mm -hmm. everything. And that's really like a lot. There is there's definitely one moment that's pu pure CGI. You look at it and you're like, oh, I know what that you know what they're doing there. Mm -hmm. But even that is such a big effect that stands out in a movie. It, the it's moment justified. The, the moment got me as far as like the tactics were the. Um but the motorcycles are jumping over the front of the, the yeah, thing yeah, and throwing, yeah, yeah. throwing the firebombs on top of the car. I'm like, oh, that's brutal and brilliant. And then they just keep doing it over and over. It's like, oh, it's got to be a way around it. Nope. Yeah. They just, wait, they run out of motorcycles. <clears throat> the, the element of culture. All right, we got these dirt bikes and we live in this mountain area. So how are we going to fight? And they go and they create stuff like that. The idea behind the war rig, his whole talk of a, his, the, the religiosity of the fighting and, and using the war boys and all that concept, those elements of, of twisted, weird-ass culture that comes after a com complete collapse of civilization was really, really cool. I mean, that was some really, really cool stuff. I just, yeah. And even the differences in the brides themselves. Mm -hmm. Splendid Angerad, undoubtedly the leader. She's the one who motivates them, leads them, keeps them. And smart, too, the way she uses herself throughout the movie, you know, as and compared to the others and stuff like also, that. Also, totally buries the Betchel test. <laughs> <laughs> Miller can name people like no one else oh those are great that's another part of the culture you know it's like what are a bunch of people who have no access to our past couple thousand years of history how are they going to name things what are names going to mean to them what are, how are they going to point that stuff up and i think it's i think it's i kind of look at it as an australian thing in that it's like it's Western culture, but it is a different take from what we would look at for our science fiction or our fantasy, yeah. mm -hmm. which is neat. And every character that that camera focuses on, whether they just show them for a few frames or not, you want to know more about every single one of them. Especially and you're not given more than what you are needed. Especially mm -hmm. the Doof Warrior. Especially the Doof Warrior. Oh, my God. It's good. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> What so, yeah, needless to say, we loved them both. Yep. yep. Two great Absolutely. movies. Absolutely. What a summer. I had a friend who was who watched it and said, I really enjoyed Mad Max uh, Cirque du Soleil. And, <laughs> yeah. and then I found out later those were Cirque du Soleil performers on those. It had to be rigs. with those yeah. sway poles. I was yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That, that, was, that was what that, that was. I was like, if those guys haven't worked Cirque. <laughs> I was going to say, it, the one review that I read that was on spoiler free review said that the uh the wives were all like stunt performers and actually did their own stunts oh wow so yeah. a lot of the older women too yeah that's yeah yeah that's, that was what they, they pointed did, out they specifically. did their, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. awesome badass the uh best my favorite fan theory i've seen out there is that uh the character that uh, tom hardy is playing is not actually the mad max from the first three movies it's the uh, um the feral child from uh, road warrior <laughs> that would make sense. That, Having grown up and taken the taken on the title, that's a real good. I mean, that's some real good headcanon right there yeah. because that is actually a very. That would be a great way to 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 interpret it. He's he's not far off in mannerism. Yeah, yeah. and in fact, they they pointed out that a lot of his uh, uh, in in uh, in this movie, a lot of his his dialogue is just grunts. Yeah, yeah, that's like. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, he's, he's very. It could very easily have been him. And I got a lot of questions about continuity, and was like, "Oh, should I see it? I haven't seen the other ones." So that the way that 
I no. see these Mad Max movies, and then this one to the canon especially. It's almost as if there is a group of wastelanders around a campfire saying, oh, this is what I heard about Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very good. And, and that seems to be the way that these join perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's the way. You want the continuity of all four of these movies, I think, for creative reasons, to look at how the movies were made, to look at what Miller was doing. That's where I think continuity is important. But in terms of a specific order, I'm not even going to give you that. See this one, then watch the others. I do say see them all, but it doesn't matter. You don't need it. Yeah, I hope uh, the Star Wars one-offs can pick up on some of this kind of stand-on-its-own, truly stand-on-its-own feeling. That same article you were just reading, too, points out that uh, since... um, um, Thunderdome, um, Miller has made yeah. Happy yeah. Feet. Oh, Happy Feet. Yeah, Happy, Happy Feet. Happy Feet. Happy Feet Two, and Babe: Pig in the City. Yep. Yeah. That I is still, it. I still remember that when I heard about Babe. I remember yep. hearing about that and reacting to that. Not even, like, not even Babe the original. Not even that'll do. Pig. The, Babe: Pig in the City. The sequel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it was funny. That's part of that article. Just saying. You, there's no reason why any any studio exec would have given this to George Miller. I mean, yes, he's the creator and writer of the original franchise, but since when has studio execs respected that? Yeah. Is it you know? still doing pretty well, box office-wise? Uh, internationally especially. Yeah. Um, it went down about 43% from last week, this week, yeah. so well, yeah, not yeah. unusual. Your, week three. Your, your friend Kay beat him. You have like, I mean, yes, yeah. yes. You have like 10 minutes of dialogue loop. That's it. You can run it anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You can actually start going to like intricate dialogues. You can start like, you know, some village in Hongyong. You can certainly do their dialogue. You can watch it without the dialogue. You'd be all right. Yeah, you and would. That is, it's funny. I remember, uh, oh, I can't remember which director it was. One of the Looney Tunes directors said, we know we made a great cartoon if you can watch it without audio and still know exactly what's going on. You know, it'd be, you fun, to, you know, it'd be fun to do is when it comes out on DVD is watch it in a different language. Yep. Oh, he's. you heard he's going to force them to include a black and white version on the Blu-ray? Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's one of his stipulations Seriously? for the Blu-ray release. He wants a full black and white version. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. That'll be interesting. Yep. Now, the original Mad Max is basically made for the drive-in movies. I'm sorry. I'm, I can hear myself loud in the can, so I'm talking so I'll, I'll, I'll break the pitch up here. Don't you worry about it. I got you covered. I know you do. Um <laughs> Yeah, the uh, um, the original one was like basically made for the drive-ins. I mean, it was totally a B movie. Yeah, yeah. but uh, and it was really it wasn't even peak oil or nuclear devastation. It was just the courts are failing and hooligans are running the you know are are hooligans 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 Hooligans. hey hey hooligan hey hooligan man. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to buy some hooligans? (laughs) I got some for sale. They're going pretty cheap. <laughs> Anything you want to add at this point, gentlemen? See it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, really. It's a great yeah, big man, movie. Go fuck, see. Fuck that remake bullshit. Dude, this is a great so movie. It's so good. It's another chapter in the Mad Max. Uh, it's so flippant. And there isn't really four movies. None of them are bad. They're all different, but none of them are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Any other geeky things you want to talk about? Well, no, I'm good. Right. Let's move well, on. I'll, th- I'll throw something in there. Uh, I've been playing Witcher 3. Witcher 3? Witcher 3. I've been seeing screenshots oh, from that Witcher. for some reason. Apparently, it's some things people are doing now. Screenshots it is some, from that. Yeah, 
since all the new systems have that built into them at a touch of a button, ah. yes, you'll be seeing lots of screenshots and video capture of Witcher 3. I seem to recall one where somebody's face is basically coming out of a pillar. There's like some sort of glitch where something... Where it's the, an open yeah. world game. Yeah. There's going to be glitches. Yeah. Glitches, bitches. But it is a really, really good role-playing game. Is it? It's okay. certainly... Now, I really liked The Last Dragon Age. Uh, this one certainly tops it thus far. I uh, only can say put about six hours into it so far, only. But the game has like 200 hours of play in it. Wow. So, Is there a version with the Dreamcast? Yes, although <laughs> really stripped down. It has an hour and 17 minutes of play. <laughs> and it's 8-bit. <laughs> and it's four discs. <laughs> But if, if open-world RPGs are your jam, yeah, this is definitely one to pick up. Do not miss it at all. And uh, I guess we should do some news. What hey. news? Thought. Not that there's a whole lot of good, great news this week. So let's start with the horrible stuff. Why not? That's what we do. News you don't give a shit about. Yay. Hey. on? <laughs> hey, that's great. Mm. Uh, a couple of months ago, Paramount drafted Oscar-winning screenwriter uh, Kiva Goldsman, who was behind A Beautiful Mind and I Am Legend, to drum up new ideas for sequels and spin-off films for Transformers with the hope of creating a shared universe. It was reported at the time that Goldsman hiring would be followed by the assembly of a writer's room, and Paramount wants a team of writers to incubate ideas and grow this franchise into something even more massive now they have their team. Are you ready for your writer's room? Wait, wait, let me catch my breath. Okay, All right. go. All right, here we go. They have hired Zach Penn, who is uh, just finished Pacific Rim 2, uh, Art Markham, and Matt Holloway, who did passes on the first Iron Man, uh, Jeff Pinkner who is the brainchild behind Amazing Spider-Man 2, and the star of the team, which is actually kind of like, huh? Robert Kirkman, the writer of The Walking Dead. Huh. So, huh. wait, what I'm understanding from this is they're trying to make these movies good? <laughs> it's an interesting team. I mean, there's good and there's bad. Certainly some bad, but Kirkman is an interesting choice. Yeah, absolutely. So Yeah. That's huh. I'm not saying that what's going forward is going to be great because it won't they're be. building off of what they've got so far. Eighties <laughs> Jeff PR firm. <laughs> Forget about it. I'm not uh, saying it's going to be great because it won't be. But. Paul, what what other than Kirk uh I'm sorry, Walking Dead has Kirkman done that you know about? Uh, Invincible, mm-hmm. which is okay. a wonderful book. Okay, Invincible. That's I'd forgotten about that. Because Super I'm a, Dinosaur, he I, writes as well. I am also he he did a short uh, called the the Destroyer, which is about an original Marvel character from way back, uh, like an. Well, original. you mean really original? That's forties. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know that that you were reading that in college, but yeah, um, no, th- yeah, and that's that's um, that's that character, and that was actually pretty good. He also wrote for a couple issues of He-Man comic book when it got rebooted back in like 2003-2004. So he's Not got the new garbage that's coming out. Right. PS it's garbage. <laughs> Whoever's making these books, fix it. 
but what it's so Kay, bad. But I think Kay was about to say was that that proves that he can do franchise. He's stuff. got chop. Well, franchise and also <clears throat> a little more. Uh, I I don't want to say that Walking Dead doesn't have action, but a different type of action action he's slant. Man. Emotionally so, grounded he's action. Sure. Exceptional. Yeah. That, so that 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 is actually interesting. I mean, the, the book far outpaces the show. The show's right. fine. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. The book is so much better. But you're right that you're right. He's right in that Walking Dead is a lot of slow pacing to get you relaxed and then boo. It's not Transformers is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But I think based on Invincible, based on what I remember of a, of a Destroyer, which was really cool, that he can he can actually get into a high – he can do a high octane. I want to no say the Destroyer intended. showed up in Invaders at some point. High octane. Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay, he did. <laughs> yeah, but right. this is – Farting this, octane. This be Kirkman's first film writing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, but like I said, he's got he has a love of '80s franchises too. He worked right. on he worked on He Man. He knows what he wants. So if anybody can bring it back to some sense, I bet you there'll be two or three moments in that piece where you'll go, "Oh, <laughs> Kirkman wrote that." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah really. Right. I mean, that's that's <laughs> like right. The, like the Joss Whedon passes on yeah. some of his maybe older Bumblebee, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Bumblebee or fucking speak again instead of this beeper. R two D twoing, yeah. Um, I mean, it's using the radio to speak, Ugh, so that bad. is so awful. It's just so bad. It was kitschy in the first one, and it's just terrible now. The it's first like, one, the first. It's so funny how the first movie, as as not great as it was, it was looks it was like bad. Gold, <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Looks like a golden golden goose. Well, I'm see, glad see, the only one I've seen is the best one. See, oh. I'm, I'm untainted because the first one's first one is the only one I've seen, <laughs> so right. I still remember it as being a very mediocre film. You right. liked Untainted. You untainted? untainted? Yeah, smearing with peanut butter, Andy. <laughs> I watched two, saddened. Three, I think I I never got through it, fell asleep, couldn't believe it happened. Was that Dark in a Moon? Uh, I think, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. that was the first one, fourth, oh, uh, the third, third one. one. Yeah, and then yeah. the fourth one I haven't even tried well, to get into that really shit. fucking killed uh, you, it's, it? it's horrible. It's, it's, yeah, it's I'm bad. sure. But at the same time... Ride not, me to justice, <laughs> Grimlock. Oh, yeah. Ride my wiener. Is that, I, is that your big move in bed? Let yep. me lead you. I was going to say, that's a fourth... Let me lead you. That's a fourth date la- line, you know. <laughs> no, man, you go whip in, that out first date. Yeah. First date? First date. First, wow. Come, Grimlock. You move fast. Fuck in the first bed. First date is suck my dick. <laughs> Yeah, it'd exactly. be easier to suck my dick. Easier if you suck my dick. Easier if you're sucking my dick. I'm not going to that one down. No, you're not, dude. Easier if you're sucking my dick. Just on a side note, because when you mentioned Akiva Goldstein in A Beautiful Mind. Goldsmith. Uh, Goldsmith Anti-Semite. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Anti-Semite. <laughs> Why no 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 Jesus uh, was a Jew. Boy, exactly. The mathematician John Nash that that story the beautiful mind was based on just died yeah. like two days ago. They were a, in, a in a car crash. A car crash. Yeah. He of all things, wife. he and oh, his wife. Sure, yeah. that's what they want you to believe. That's what the agents want you to believe. No, car really. crash. I mean, he was eighty six. So I mean, it's not he was like he was, was eighty six. Oh, oh, God Almighty! Wow. Really? <laughs> Second before I got to it, Dick Margo. Very nice. Oh my God. <laughs> You know, ironically, Nash would have appreciated that. He might have. Yeah. Actually, he probably would have, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was sad, sad to read. News you don't give a shit about. Kerry Fukunaga 
Um, you say, Try that again. You say, oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh. I, I think you got it right the first time. I, I want to hear you mispronounce it. I finally got it. <laughs> I don't That's care. Right. You keep saying that till you get it wrong. While you guys were talking about that whole thing for those last ten minutes, I kept going. Fukunaga, Fukunaga. I don't care where you Fukunaga. Just keep it out of my bedroom. Hell, God. <laughs> Oh, gross. <laughs> Fukunaga first signed on to the film adaptation of It, which was structured as a two-part retelling of King's massive novel back in two 2012. Two-part? Now they're going to make it into three? <laughs> then True Cru- to Detective happened, yeah. and Fukunaga, who directed the entire first season, Fukunaga, Fuka, Fuka, Fukunaga, reached a whole Fuka, new Fuka. audience of film fans. Fuka, 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 I'll get that feeling every time you come around when you hold me in my arms. It'd be easier to suck my dick. Oop. And with that, Paul's off to take a shit. I have to pee, just to pee. <laughs> now, so you're saying this is hosted by like, Disney XD? <laughs> <laughs> now the It remake has been cast into deep uncertainty. Uh, the rap reports that Fukunaga has left the project after clashes with the studio over the two-part film's budget. According to the report, the film's recent move from Warner Brothers to New Line... Formed part of the tension as New Line hoped to recapture past uh, genre success by keeping the film within budget, while Fukunaga's recent draft scripts were over budget. Uh, what might happen to the project now is unclear, but the rap cites insiders who claim the film is, quote, dead as currently constituted, unquote. It's entirely possible that New Line will find a new director and re engineer the project as one long film. Uh, scheduling was uh, shooting was supposed to be scheduled for mid June for this thing to begin. Oh, that's quick to shut yeah. it off, man. Um, speaking of King, I was in the used bookstore and okay. I saw what I thought was a phone book, and it turned out to be like uh, the, the stand. Uh, no, it was the uh, the Gunslinger, um, like Volume Eight. It's like holy oh. crap, the Dark Tower, Dark Tower Volume Eight. It's like holy crap, how long is that damn thing? Yeah, it's it's freaking huge. I still have not read that one. I've not read yeah. the Gunslinger. I really should because that's the unifying story. So. But but the, the whole Dark Tower series. I mean, there was like book eight of the Dark Tower series. How many books are in that damn thing? Uh, I think that there's the eight plus one adjunct. Yeah, I wow. thought Wolves I of thought, Kala. I think is an adjunct. Yeah, I think eight was the wow the the, the, fi- the final. I yeah, thought that was. But he still writes stories that happen in between. At right. least he has. I don't know if he still will. Okay. I still think it's funny that like the. To talk about it being moved from Warner's to New Line, and Warner merged with New Line in in '08, so it's not like it's a really separate studio. They still use all the same sure, facilities, but it's but, a different line. And New Line does yeah, not have the budget that they, main they, Warner Brothers. That's has. a budgetary right. statement. It, exactly, really it's basically it. saying, "Well, this is not an A level budget picture. Yeah, this is yeah. a B level budget." Yikes! Picture. Yeah, this is, is this is not the New Line of you know Lord of the Rings days. Yeah. Do you have the Edward News in there? No. No. Oh, um, the building that they Edward used for his studio is for sale. Just contact uh, Fact Check Andy yeah, if you're no, interested. It's, it's, it's uh, LA Times had an article about it. 
but it's 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 a huge big building with a strip club in the front. So it makes sense for Ed Wood. It kind of does. Yeah, it does kind of make sense. Yeah. Uh, news you don't give a shit about: uh, Japanese studio Toho, which created Godzilla back in 1954, is suing a Voltage Pictures film that we talked about a couple of weeks ago called Colossal. Uh, the movie is set to star Anne Hathaway as a woman who discovers she has a bizarre psychic connection to a massive creature that is rampaging through Tokyo thousands of miles away. What? Toho, in its lawsuit, has claimed that the filmmakers, quote, are brazenly producing, advertising, and selling an author- unauthorized Godzilla film of their own, unquote. The studio may have some ammo to back up its claim. Colossal has been described as, quote, Godzilla meets being John Malkovich, unquote. <laughs> Oh, I have to say I like that. There's an elevator pitch. <clears throat> While uh, writer-director Nacho uh, Vigalando, who did Time Crimes, that might wake up your memory as to what this is Dime from, Grimes. Uh, said this in an August 2014 interview, quote, it's going to be the cheapest Godzilla movie ever, I promise. <laughs> the cheapest Godzilla. It's going to be a serious Godzilla movie, but I've got an idea that's going to make it so cheap that you will feel betrayed, unquote. And they really said Godzilla. That's wow. straight out of the 80s Jeff Piotr firm. <laughs> wow. Uh, now I want to Are you moonlighting? I know. I know. It's like he knows how to tease. hook you. That's a good tease. I get uh, emails every now and then. I just respond to them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we should say? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Here, here. I think I'm on retainer, but I don't know. <laughs> Toho has also alleged that Voltage sent an email to potential investors and distributors earlier this month in which they actually used a photo from the American Godzilla film that came out last year. A so psychic connection to a big giant monster. Is that the plot of the, uh, the, the Godzilla cartoon? Wasn't there like a psychic connection between Godzilla and Godzuki? Something well, stupid but, like that. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a while because that's his baby. Yeah. Well, I know, but that's I mean, like they, they would tell the. I, it was like Godzuki call Godzilla. And he'd be like, yeah. and they'd show the little mind wave <laughs> things. <laughs> hey, that was good. Like uh, what do you call it? Like uh, Aquaman. 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 <laughs> hey there, fish. How's it going? Aquaman summons today? the creatures of the ocean to his rescue. Any criminals out there? Any terrible crimes going on underwater there, fish? <laughs> That's Aquaman's <laughs> voice? <laughs> yeah. You haven't heard that one? That's a Dave Chappelle bit. It's gold. Oh, oh a, okay. Yeah, he, just, he's a, he talks to fish and he says, hey, hey fish, any crime going on? All any, right. Anything there? And he goes, any, anything going on? <laughs> it's just a stupid <laughs> fucking fish. It's, it's a fish. <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you stay here, Batman. I'll go see if any of my aquatic friends have any information. Oh, man. I started watching that. I got the first season of Batman 66 on DVD. I got to go get that whole fucking collection. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucking good. You can borrow yeah. the Blu-ray if you, you don't have it. No, I got to own that shit. It's so good. It's so so good. I know you're, I you're Emmy, totally on the Blu-ray Emmy award-winning TV series. Yeah, I know you're not sold on the Blu-ray, but you I'm really not. should watch some of the episodes. They've completely remastered them for they the Blu-ray. Remastered on the DVD? No, but I mean it's <laughs> it's ridiculously clear on the. You cannot convince me that a television show produced in the '60s looks sharp. On it Blu-ray does. Did you ever see? It does. Because they went back yeah. to the original 35 millimeter prints. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the the DVDs are the same. No. Just, You're talking 480 key one, lines right. of You've resolution. You've watched side by side? No, I just know that the what the film stock can capture is better than what DVD can show. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. they look sharp as attack on Boom. DVD anyway, so. Boom. 
Oh, oh yes. <laughs> You're talking yeah. serve, seven, served. <laughs> 720 by 480 max Remember, resolution on a DVD. Paul's going to be watching this at 2 in the morning over looking straight across his belly as he lays on his back. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm fall, I fall asleep to it. It's yeah. not. It doesn't have to be. The, yeah, this, I just, you I'm don't not need a, it. You don't need it. I That's don't true. need this. The DVD picture oh, has that hazy dreamlike quality, so oh, he doesn't boy. know if he's awake or not. <laughs> right. it's I, a, you know what? From... <laughs> From I, behind the eyelids, DVD and Blu-ray are indistinguishable. Yeah. I forget that Paul. <laughs> I forget that Paul watches videos on a like a, a ten-inch screen. So uh, no, uh, I, but in my bedroom, I do have a smaller screen. 32. Well, he needs it to be ten inches so he can mount it against his dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, that's why he's dining, is so he can see the bottom of the TV. Mm-hmm. Finally, <laughs> fine. I didn't. I, for the longest time. I didn't realize there was a news scroll under the CNN feed. <laughs> well, that and all those Japanese movies, you couldn't read the subtitles. And you couldn't, you couldn't what the read fuck the, is he saying? Why isn't this shit written down? You couldn't read the bottom line of the caption, so it was really confusing. You just yep. get the first line of any caption. Yep. <laughs> news you don't give a shit about. We all know Japan likes to have a character for just about everything. <laughs> we had the Mr. Poop. Yeah. What and was we, his name? Mr. I Poop. I remember what his name Mr. was. Mr. Easy Poops. Something like that. Was it about what was it about constipation or what was it about not pooping in the in the yard? No, that was India actually. Oh yeah, yeah. don't poop in the street. Yeah, don't poop in the street. What was his thing? What was his I name? I can't remember. Was Mr. It, don't poop in the street? Last week tonight with all the little <laughs> different regions that had their own mascots. Yes, indeed. Oh wow. And we also know the country has a long history of sexualizing things that don't really need to be. Right. KFC Japan's new mascot character, oh, sexy no. chicken, is a sexy anthropomorphized fried chicken. Oh my god! With huge boobs. No. <laughs> the character is promoting KFC's Japan new boneless chicken pieces, <laughs> and is part of a set of free stamps for the popular messaging app Line, which can also be used as coupons at the fast food restaurant. The booby chicken is the main star. <laughs> god, it's man. called Chicken Press. <laughs> But there's also a male chicken character with a bone, naturally, and a very pervy-looking cartoon Colonel Sanders. The characters even have a whole backstory. The male hunk of meat... Of course they do. ...is Mamofu, uh, that's roughly Mamofu? thigh guy, and she's Moniko, breast girl. Apparently, they are a newly married couple. He proposed to her with a very manly hondon, which is a play on cabdon, meme using the word hone or bone and <laughs> she keeps things hot and heavy with her sweet sayings and poses and i brought up a picture on my phone of the character you sure this isn't you sure we're being this, trolled this will be on our oh, website wow. why does it say 81 why? on her shirt i don't know it's not as though KFC it, it, started in 1981 i tried to print out the whole set of stamps did it but KFC it, it started but it way got earlier in 81 wow. didn't it Yes, it uh, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and, 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 and she's wearing a different number on each stamp. So here she's wearing seventy two ninety nine. So it's, it's probably is the it number the of the meal stamp? deal. I don't, I don't think there's eighty one would be the meal deal, right? You know, we don't have to just go to Japan for this. I've never understood. Oh. Here's places. a here's a window slick on the uh, on one of the windows at the actual. Uh, I gotta say, yeah. this guy made a mistake. If he's a thigh That's man wrong. and he married a breast woman. <laughs> He's not gonna. He's not. No. Marriage isn't gonna last very long. Nah, but you know what? Chickens aren't gonna last very long. <laughs> so I guess go. fuck it, right? That's true. It has no, little no, don't little do chicken bones Japan. forming a bow in its its quote unquote hair. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> so it's terrible. Horrible. It's horrible by our interpretation. Again, yeah. this goes back to the bashing of the rabbit. The, 
it, we look at yeah. this and go, oh no. I but, say, oh no, I say, go, oh really? Well, go, I mean, go check out a, the chicken killing floor. That's uh, true. That's what I was about to say. Because that'd, be that'd be a hell of a mascot. Yeah, especially <laughs> if they wore those basketball jerseys. As I was about to oh! say before uh, Jeff pulled out <laughs> the visuals. He's not happy. Yes, he's not. <laughs> God. Um, Again, I've these will be up on the website. Yeah, you got to put those up. I've never understood food places that have a animal mascot. Oh, that's, that's yeah, like, it doesn't make best. a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like, here, eat me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> El Pollo Loco, the fry I mean, guy. You know, but El Pollo Loco makes keeps sense. Telling people to suck his dick. <laughs> suck, El, not eat. El Pollo Loco. <laughs> <laughs> El Pollo Loco. It makes sense because the chicken is clearly insane. Yes, it's crazy. So he's like, "Go ahead, eat me." That's some crazy chicken. I'm fucking crazy. And then you get into like uh, Mayor McCheese and uh, Big Mac and the Fry Guys with uh, McDonald's. I mean, that's all food. You know, Mayor, Mc- Mayor McCheese guys. only lasted like a year and a half, two years. Mayor McCheese? Oh, he's yeah. still around. No, he's just yeah. not, he, he's not. He's not promoted as much, but he's there, dude. They get there rid of him because Mayor of McCheese lasted stuff? longer than you think. Oh no, Mayor McCheese lasted in well Mac into the eighties. Yeah, Big Mac definitely lasted well into the eighties because they. Put, I just saw some people putting up a pictures of that. Uh, who remembers this McDonald's playground? Yeah, yeah. And they had the Hamburglar slide, which was deadly to the touch in the sun. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, it, was it so bur- was. It would burn you to death. Yeah, yeah. metal yes. slides and the Big Mac jail in his mouth, monkey bars. Yep. Yeah, I climb up there and get stuck in Big Mac's head. Yeah, yep. dude, it was fucking cool. It was some neat stuff. And, and then the when fry guy was hazardous. Right, the fry guys were the the the, the rocking horses. The rocking horses and Birdie was one of the rocking horses too. The Birdie, the early thing, bird, the little spinning burger thing that you got in and you, you yeah. twisted the wheel mm-hmm. in the middle and the whole thing spun around. Like I we didn't have one of those cups. at ours. And yeah, we I did. That. Yeah. No, That's I, fancy. I, I just saw one the other day at a daycare center painted purple. <laughs> I was driving by and it was like out front, but it, you, you could it. clearly see that it looked like the old. You burger. could see the seeds. That's you could see the seeds on the bun. They don't. But yeah, it was those, painted uh, purple. It those was funny. spinning things. Uh, what, the, what did they call those things? I think they just spun around I crazy. Merry-go-round? I don't know. I just remember it had one Merry-go-round? little round. It had a little slot that you could you could get in and then sit oh. on the seat, and then everybody grabbed the little wheel in the middle a and you'd spin. You turn. Yeah, yeah. There used, there used to be a, a vomit tug. Yeah. There used to be a standard toy in every playground that was yeah. uh, it was like a big circular thing, and it spun in a circle, and there were just bars you held on to. Now oh, that yeah, that's just a merry-go-round. Yeah, but it's just a very simplified merry-go-round. No, but no. That, but that uh, what what do they That's call more it? like a carousel? What do they call it in in England? It has some some other things, some other name. Ooh, I don't know. The, with the merry-go-rounds, they call them some other name. Twip, Shit, twiply twirlies. No, 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 no. Spinning. There's a very funny uh, YouTube video of kids on one of those exact things you're talking about, and they take one of their motorcycles and put it up oh, against God. the against mm. the edge and rev the tire yep. and get it going and the kid just goes ass over tea kettle it's the, it's like, oh my those, god those I things mean, are deadly oh hard. dude it's like it's like if he didn't die they're hard. lucky they're hard to find now i think there's one of bonus I, I should bet they're hard to find many of those are hard man, to find except yeah. in maybe like small towns yeah. and the Midwest places that haven't heard of lawsuits. No. <laughs> okay, well, I just found a, a merry-go-round, uh, a playground equipment site, and they have listings for the different things. And what you're thinking of, Kirsten, is a merry-go-round with the, with the little bars. And the one that I'm thinking of, they have various different designs, but it's called a teacup merry-go-round. Ooh, wow! Well, you know, the, oh, that's uh, the British version. The teacup ride at uh, Disneyland mm-hmm. or Disney World had that where you grabbed the center thing and you spun yourself even as you were twirling around. Oh, really? Okay, I'm, I know this is going to sound like bullshit, but when I was... Sound I was, my way. 
too young to remember it. Uh-huh. We were at an amusement park. My mom saw a kid killed on the teacups. And so I had a hard time getting to amusement parks after that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Who saw a kid killed on the teacups? My mom did. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the kid just panicked and didn't jumped off. The, and didn't they do that on Jackass? <laughs> like they don't do did that. a, a yeah. motorcycle and they drove <laughs> off and it got spinning so fast. Yeah, it's bad. It's these just... babies killing these babies. <laughs> it broke his back. <laughs> or is that Basically, just vomit about to spew? Dead babies. <laughs> is that? <laughs> wow. Oh, Paul, what? bringing videos to the radio. Yeah. This is good. This is a great one. That's what I do. Uh, this, is a, this is a great one. This has got several. I've just watched one the other day, but this has got several. It's a compilation. It's a compilation. It's amazing it's, uh, audio. Amazing audio. Jacob and Matt, no, we feel your pain. Don't turn the audio up. <laughs> and one final uh, news you don't give a shit about. Uh, Think Geek was just bought by Hot Topic. So. What? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, read that. That's fine. And again, who knows? Might be good things, might be bad things, but it's it, fine. Hot Topic now, sales have been waning for years. How could they afford be, to buy Think Geek? Because their stock's been going up. Well, I, they they bought weird. it on a share acquisition. I know oh, okay. That. So oh, like a stock swap, more of a but merger. It, it, it could be good things. Might mean that Think Geek things might be in your local Hot Topic. There's already some pretty nerdy stuff. It's in some Hot nerdy Topic. stuff. So sure. Let's add to it. Yeah. So maybe not so bad. I, I know I've had to go to Hot Topic recently because they have pony stuff the kids want. No, that's true. They I are pony rific. Kind of disappointed last time I was in Hot Topic. I, I was there just the other week uh, uh, looking for birthday gifts for uh, Maple Leaf Matt. <clears throat> Get him a tube top. And uh, yeah. they have a monstrous uh, selection of Funko Pops. Yeah. Huge. Like, hmm. I mean, that ceiling, typical mall ceiling, just goes up forever. And the wall is actually floor to ceiling Funko Pops. There's so many to choose from. There are billions. With new ones each week. Billions, and they've got. <laughs> All right, say billions. A hundred million of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's amazing. Wow, I just realized that's somebody's job. Just sculpting Funko Pops. I'm really jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Go home, Andy. Get the sculpey. Wow. Damn. Yeah, but you'd never finish one, right, that's Andy? A good point. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Ow. We get geek! Accor- according to Kay. <laughs> well, look at him throw you under the bus. Oh, wow. I know, I know. I've Thrilling. never commissioned anything from you, so I can't speak from first-hand knowledge. <laughs> oh, God, I commissioned it, and I got it well within time. Okay, so I guess it's just you, Kay. My services are in demand. Okay. <laughs> it also helps if you yeah. pay, pay him ahead of time. That helps. <laughs> It also helps you, well, yeah, to, to get to pay him. Yeah. It's like, my thing was, oh, no, dude, you're a friend. I'll do it for free. Oh, you're fine. That is a dangerous okay. statement. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, Johnny Quest film adaptation has been in development for mere, nearly a decade. The, right. With a script actually making the blacklist. That's a list of the best unproduced screenplays of the year in 2008. Mm. Uh, now huh. it appears that it's been given new life at Warner Brothers. Uh, Terry Rossio, the co-producer of Pirates of the Caribbean, will join Robert Rodriguez in rewriting Dan Mazzo's script, which Rodriguez will then direct. The original Hanna-Barbera cartoon, debuted in 1964, lasted only one season. Uh, it was also inspired a sequel series called The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest in the mid-90s, which had a virtual reality-inspired premise. The show followed a young boy named Johnny who traveled the world with his scientist father, Johnny's adopted brother, Haji, and his father's bodyguard, Race Bannon. And I believe that's what Venture Brothers is based on. Very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. parody of it, and it goes, goes off it. 
That's I'd say that's at the core, but it's based off of like a lot of the Hanna Barbera universe. Because yeah. I mean, you have characters that pop in that are directly spoofing. But uh, but yeah, uh, the the bodyguard element, the father, that's the scientist. Yeah, it's all all right there. Johnny, Johnny, let's feed Panda to the poisonous adders. Oh, gee, basically get pissed off if we do that. <laughs> Although the, the Venture Brothers clothing is aped from different... Uh, uh, one is Fred from Scooby-Doo and the other is... Uh, oh, damn it, I'm going to... If you get, if you get deep enough into the yeah. Venture Brothers, you actually... Race, does, race Bannon does show up at one point. Yeah, oh, exactly. Um, and, that was the episode uh, that sold me. And, and so does Johnny Quest. I was going to say, well, yeah, does Johnny and Haji yep. pop in in an episode They two? all show up. Yep. Scooby-Doo team shows up. I, uh, Dr. Banner doesn't show up. Oh. No. I'm, wow. Yeah. Doctor, I've been, Dr. Banner? Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner, yes. Mm-hmm. No. Dr. <laughs> Bruce Banner. Dr. Quest. Dr. Quest. Gamma rays turns into the Hulk. Ain't he young glamorous? Dr. Banner does show up, actually. <laughs> IDW's comic series Zombies vs. Robots is about to get a big screen adaptation renamed Inherit the Earth. The new movie will be helmed by Andrew Whoa. Adamson with a script by Craig Borton. Inherit the Earth will be quite the genre departure for Borton who mostly has written real-life dramas with Dallas Buyers Club and The 33, the upcoming movie about the trapped Chilean miners. Here's the official synopsis from IDW. A post-apocalyptic world overrun by zombies has only one chance at recovery. A team of robots that must protect and clone a lone surviving human baby. They just need to do this amidst the endless hordes of zombies who have been driven rabid by the frustration at inedible bots and their lust to eat the one living brain left on the planet. Unquote. Sounds great. The only question is, why the hell would you change a name from Zombies versus Robots? That is a good question because that kind of just nails it. Maybe, but then again, they did Cowboys versus Aliens and that didn't do so well. I suppose. Well, that was a uh, terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. I will uh, say the aesthetic that I saw of the comic is that really 50s-style robot yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. looks really good Okay, as far as the art goes. But I who knows if they'll keep that? I don't that. know. I have to withhold, withhold judgment, but sounds like a fart machine to me. <laughs> ah, as Mad Max Fury Road continues to impress, attention has turned to director George Miller's Axed Justice League adaptation. One of many anticipated comic book movies abandoned early in development, Justice League Mortal is about to become the subject of a new documentary. Miller's original version was greenlit by Warner Brothers back in 2007 and scheduled for release in 2009. Due to struggles with the writer's strike and Miller's desire to shoot outside the U.S., the studio backed out of the superhero team-up movie, and it was cast fully. The cast included Army Hammer as Batman, uh, Megan Gale as Wonder Woman, Adam Brody as The Flash, uh, DJ uh, Contrara as uh, Superman, Common as Green Lantern, uh, Santiago Cabrera as Aquaman, Teresa Palmer as Talia Al Ghul, and Hugh Kaysburn as Martin Martian Manhunter, and Jay Barshwell as Maxwell Lord. Interest in the canned pick has now resurfaced as director Ryan Unicom plans to produce the behind-the-scenes documentary on the film, quote, I have always been fascinated with the project. What would be the same vein as 2013's Jadowski's Dune and this year's The Death of Superman Lives, what happened about a Superman movie that Tim Burton was to direct in the 1990s, unquote. Not to mention the, um, um, the uh, Don Quixote thing. Oh, the docu- Don Quixote documentary? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm very curious about this one. 
I'll watch it. That it, sounds great. Because it went further. And I also uh, understand that part of why it didn't get filmed was because this was in production at the same time as Nolan's Batman, and he didn't want anybody else doing Batman while he was doing it. I remember hearing about that, and uh, I think also DC came in and went, this has potential to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. I, I'm actually fascinated to see that uh, the documentary, the the death of Superman lives. What oh, happened? It's it such a weird looks, concept of a movie. It, the, the documentary, the little bits that they've shown in this like extended trailer that I watched, are just really fascinating. Just to get more images of of oh, Nicholas Cage, Nicolas Cage <laughs> and that Super, fucking outfit, Superman yeah. outfit, so bonkers. But it was—it's not just his outfit, though. They've like released little pictures of other costumes and oh, stuff. Oh, sure. It's they, they, be I mean, nuts. just stuff that hit no one outside no of Warner Brother all. has seen before. Oh, it's just it, with crazy. the production team that was behind Wild Wild West. Imagine, uh, imagine when does that come out? That. When does that one come out? Uh, uh, the, the Death of Superman Lives comes out this year. Yeah, you've, uh, you've heard, I want to uh, say next month. You've heard uh, Kevin Smith's thing in the whole while. Um, yeah. Giant yeah. Spider. Yeah. That's, that's, spider. This yeah. One, yeah. Right? that's this one. That's this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's wait. Superman lives. Right. That's uh, that's uh, that's Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, the producer, John Peters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that he went on to create Wild Wild West, which had the giant Any spider, spider in it. Any spider, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He loves the spider. Uh, George A. Romero, the brain behind the Night of the Living Dead, is gearing up to adapt his comic book series Empire of the Dead as a new television series. Romero has teamed up with Demarest Films. Who is behind Tusk to write the pilot script? Romero. Pri- Wait, the 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 Fleetwood Mac, Mac song? Yes. Okay. Uh, Romero practically invented the modern day zombie movie, uh, but he doesn't have much experience with television. Empire f- uh, found Romero expanding on his zombie canon by introducing vampires into the mix, with a story set in New York City years after the undead plague has erupted. It's also worth noting that Romero's past few zombie films have not been very good. Nope. In fact, nope. the last one was downright terrible. Not even really? watchable. Okay. And meanwhile, I got Fleetwood Monk as a movie now in my head. <laughs> I, I want to be part of that one. <laughs> uh, Sony announced that it will work with gaming personality Jeff Keeley to live stream its June 15th E3 Expo press conference the PlayStation E3 experience, 275 movie theaters in the United States and Canada. This event will be streamed live on June 15th, and those watching it at theaters can do so free of charge. Attendees will also be able to watch. Okay, it better be free of charge, but those theaters are going to stink like butt cheese. (laughs) No fucking way would you catch me at that show. But you'll get an exclusive 30-minute post-press conference hosted by Jeff Keighley if you go. Tickets are free starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time, May 27th. So that's like this morning when this thing erupts. So All if right. you listen early, maybe you can get in on it if you want to. Uh, last year, Sony hosted a similar event, but tickets sold out very quickly. So you better move. You know, Hustle if you want them. There's a whole bunch of people that hang out like 1, 2 in the morning waiting for that thing to post. They do. And then jump, jump on it. But don't forget, you can also just stream it from your PlayStation device. No, no. Probably multiple about, websites. I'm talking about people waiting for 1 or 2 in the morning for, for the uh, Gacout show, the Geek Shock. Oh, right. Was, of yeah. course. We have, well, I, that's why I locked the door. Endlessly, re- <laughs> endlessly refreshing the browser. Is it up yet? Is it up yet? Oh. <laughs> Let me in, Torgo. God bless him. I want it, Torgo. Go away! <laughs> you know, we could make a mint, though, Paul, speaking on your thing. If we attended this thing and we sold little jars of Noxima that they smear under their nose like in all those uh, <laughs> autopsy. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Febreze? thank you. Febreze? I'm not hanging out with these butt cheesers. Febreze? 
Febreze. Hanging with the butt cheesers. They are butt cheesy. That'd be funny. You set up like a metal detector. This is for security. And as people step through, it's like sprays them. You miss all the fun of going to the actual convention and you get all the stank ass (laughs) basement dwelling. From when Garbage you played, monsters. when you played a sixty-hour marathon and you never got out of your, you know, get off of your couch. Ugh. Those days. Are One more me. level. Those days are behind me. I have, yes. Which are three? They're back. Behind is in those days. That's right. It's true. I always uh, thought at Comic Con they should have you know those air doors that you walk through that are supposed to keep bugs out because it's just the downstream of air. You pump Febreze into that, mm-hmm. so everybody's got to walk through it, and everybody's. Well, they do it at Febreze. the hotels here. They need to start doing it. <clears throat> If it was actually for Breeze, it would sting your eyes. Uh, it's worth it. And he's done it. it. He, he knows. It. Oh, trust me. I've had Breeze <laughs> in my eyes. I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Dad. I'm hungry. And he's, and he's, and he's been dating, so he gets beat. Yeah, well. <laughs> with, with a catchphrase like that. Sci-fi author. <laughs> Easier to suck my dick. <laughs> Sci-fi author and online personality John Scalzi has inked a $3.4 million deal with Tor Books. The deal will cover the next 10 years and his next 13 books. In case you're not familiar with Scalzi, his most recent books are Red Shirts, a novel about expendable ensigns, which I read and is fantastic, and Lock In, a science fiction police procedural. He's also the author of the Old Man's War series. Several of Scalzi's books are also currently under development for television. Red Shirts by FX, Old Man's War by Sci-Fi, and Lock In by Legendary TV. On his blog, uh, called Whatever... Uh, Scalzi has given a rundown of what the deal will mean for the fans. It will include a sequel to Lock In, another Old Man's War book, a new epic space opera series, several standalone books, and three young adult novels. Uh, Patrick Nielsen Hayden, the executive editor for Tor, said the decision was an easy one. Whilst Mr. Scalzi has never had a, quote, number one bestseller, he said, he backlists like crazy. Yeah, it's, it's weird. One of the reactions of people reading a John Scalzi novel is that people go out and buy all the other Scalzi novels, uh, Hayden said. So, Yeah, apparently his backlist literally runs through the thousands every month. Wow. So it's like every time somebody discovers Scalzi, they buy all his books up. And it is weird that he hasn't had a number one bestseller because he is he is the the best way to to uh, reference him for some most people would be he's the modern Heinlein Hmm. he he writes a lot along that line red shirts was was a real was was a much greater uh, parody or satire maybe but still and yet Tiger Man of the Moon Swaps remains undone (laughs) Oh I wow! Andy is calling out Paul. I know, right? Lustful I just, Tigerman. I just reread <laughs> my my prologue to that. I went and uh, put a, pulled a bunch of stuff off my old computer onto my new computer, and that was one of the files. And I reread that prologue. I do need to finish you that. Got a little hot, didn't you? <laughs> it's a good book. It's a good. I mean, it's a good start. It's a good book. It's a good. It's a good. Very long paragraph. I got like three pages, and it's it's quality. Wow, a long paragraph. It's quality stuff. I just need to work. Biggs has read it. It's coming. Has he really? Yep. I sent it to Biggs. And finally, a Net Dragon Websoft, a Chinese gaming and mobile internet company has taken its architectural dreams into reality when building its new headquarters in Fuzhou. CEO Louis Dejan is a self-proclaimed uber-trekkie 
who negotiated the licensing rights from CBS, that's Paramount's corporate parent, to construct his $160 million headquarters in the sleek shape of the USS Enterprise. That is Where? A, have you seen I want it? to be there. It's in China, dude. It, yeah. uh, it's Const- pretty, it's construction pretty on this replica began in 2008 and was completed in 2014, becoming the only officially licensed Star Trek building in the world. It's funny because like, the shape is is not... It's loosely based on the Enterprise, so it doesn't look exactly like it. It's it doesn't very look, well. It doesn't it have like super of the, raised nacelles, but you're looking yeah. at you. You're looking it's at the Enterprise elements. Yeah, definitely elements. It's not of like the, I wonder what it looks kind of like. No, it's it's definitely elements of the Matt Jeffries original creation, yeah. the, the twin nacelles and then the saucer. But I mean, they probably could have gotten away without licensing it. But it's it's cool that they Smart actually did license it. it. Well, it's yeah. like all the all those you know buildings that are designed like dick and balls i mean they got away without <laughs> that license so yeah. oh, those who holds the rights to that I, I, if you well, it depends on the hour of the night if, oh. if you've seen the layout of where i live this series of condos looks yeah. like a penis <laughs> Interesting. yeah it, the, it really does <laughs> the map over the entry gate it's, it's dick and hilarious. balls i live in dick and balls <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, you we we live. That was a terrible, terrible British sitcom. No, we we live on the outskirts of the Dick and Balls, so we we would get the overspray. Oh. Mm-hmm. We are the aftermath. The aftermath. I live in Pullout Canyon. There you go. <laughs> Where do you live? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Has there been a subdivision with that? All the innuendo land. Pull out drive and dry hump lane. What do you mean by innuendo, if you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean just straight up. Dry hump lane. Straight up. Pull out drive. <laughs> straight up again. Uh, yeah, straight up straight up street. Uh, Finger Bang Avenue. <laughs> Premature, Premature Avenue. My guess is that no, because it has to go through some kind of government. Stank on your hang low. I have seen a bareback lane. There you go, That's right? That's not bad. And there is a town in Pennsylvania called Intercourse. So, you know, there yeah. is. Yeah. So there's precedent. There is. Let's make this happen. Dirty we that, worlds. Until we do that, I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Andy at... Oh, sorry. Still not here. Okay. Hey, we'll talk to you next <laughs> week in Geek. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, call out to Michael R. Johnson for uh, you know retweeting my stuff. So, yeah. And he's very apparent, very... Uh, Important on my Facebook feed, apparently. Like every third post I get is from Michael R. Johnson. He's a busy, he's busy man. He's active. Mm-hmm. Although oh, I'd yeah. have to say it would just be easier to suck Andy's dick. It would. <laughs> <laughs> That'd solve a lot of problems. <laughs> hey, you guys want war? No. <laughs> ah, my God. Hey, ISIS. Yo, ISIS. Be, be easier, easier if you suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> It really has the makings of a 90s sitcom. <laughs> oh, my God. We should totally do that. Uh, I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> in the style of Charles in Charge. <laughs> no, Andy, you don't seem to understand the underlying theme is it never happens. Oh. Oh, I, I don't it's, like that so it's much. Not, it's not <laughs> yeah, right. 22 yeah. minutes yeah. of you getting your dick sucked. Yeah. Every time you say the phrase, zoop. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Andy, exactly. I'm having trouble with my math homework. Can you help me? It'd be easier if you suck my dick. Oh, <laughs> you know, it probably would. I can't get this model together. <laughs> now, help me with this homework. This model glue is not working. Oh, well, this would be easy. Yeah, this will work. <laughs> Let it dry. It's not great with ceramics. <laughs>
halfway through the season, and an interview goes, this series is nothing like I expected. <laughs> what would you do with the crazy Willie Ames character, though? You'd need somebody to... <laughs> well, it would depend on where is Willie Ames. <laughs> he's the one who pops... He's the one who... Hey, Andy! He's the wacky neighbor that pops in the kitchen and goes, I'll do it! <laughs> <laughs>